I am a frozen statue of a girl in the woods. Only my eyes move, darting from the gun to their startled expression. Gun, shock. Gun, disbelief. Gun, fear. The thumb, the thumb, the thumb, the thumb. The snub-nosed revolver shakes with tiny tremors from the jittery hand aiming at my face. I'm gonna die. My nose twitches at a greasy sweetness. Familiar. Vanilla and mineral oil. WD-40. Someone used it to clean the gun. More scents. Pine. Damp moss. Skunky sweat. And cat pee. The thumb. The thumb. The thumb. The jittery hand makes a hacking motion with the gun, as if wielding a machete instead. Each diagonal slice toward the ground gives me hope. Better a random target than me. I am thinking of my mother when the blast changes everything. This week on One Page More, we're talking The Firekeeper's Daughter by Angeline Bully. Ah, good evening and welcome to One Page More. <laughs> yes, we're here to discuss what I I'm going to go ahead and say now. It's going to be like the 2021 like book of the year um, for many people. That's my guess. What do you think, Kevin? This book, Firekeeper's Daughter by Angeline Bully. <laughs> by Angeline Bully is, I mean, it's just so easy to love. I can't, I would universally recommend this book. Um, I mean, we can get into our further reviews, but five stars. It was so good. Um, and really, I I expected it to be good, but it is a YA book, so I had my doubts, but I felt like it just hit almost every note. I really loved it. I really didn't have we whenever we did our little brief intro into the book it was like oh like a indigenous girl wants to find out a little bit more about her heritage and there's a murder mystery and I was like okay like I'm I'm interested in like the indigenous part but the rest of it I don't know this book was phenomenal I cannot every every person I have spoken to that is like I need a book recommendation I'm saying you must read this book please read this book and come back and talk to me about it um, because it is so captivating. I don't know what it is about this book. It's just got all the right elements. It had that. Well, okay. So what is this book really about? Because we gave our like, you know, third grade explanation <laughs> before <laughs> we had actually read it. <clears throat> I think that it's like a little bit of teen drama mixed with Breaking Bad vibes. Um and I think what really sells it for me is the lead character is very real and very lovable. Um, she is a good girl. Like, it's just a good person through and through. And basically, you have Donis, this native girl who is raised by a single mother and is living her life and very dedicated to her family. And then people in her community keep dying of overdoses and she kind of gets wrapped up into figuring out what the heck is going on who's selling the drugs um who she can trust who she can't and um yeah there's like a lot of intrigue a lot of action a lot of uh a little bit of romance like you got it all 
yeah, there's also like plenty of like tragic moments that keep like I I kept writing down in my notes like that she was up in the ante. But in like a believable way, this I I cannot get over. I looked up Angeline Bully because I'm like, is this like a like you said, like she's 18 or 19. She wrote her so well. The woman is like an, she's like my mother's age. I was like, how on earth has she tapped into a teenage brain so accurately? I don't know how. But yeah, for me, the book was super believable, even though there were parts that probably like shouldn't have been as plausible. But yeah, yeah. this book. If I was going to have any good. qualms, and we'll get to why, it would just be that Donis is like, it's like who you want your daughter to be. It's like she's so yeah good in so many ways. And I'm like, I buy it. I buy that this is her personality. But it's like, dang, girl, you're like the golden one. <laughs> I know, well, yeah, I have to wait till we get to spoilers. Yes, because there's some good parallels in there, too. Um, yes. So for me, if we're going to ratings, this mm-hmm. is a solid five star and I'm strongly debating if this one or maybe one other book is like my book of the year. Um, but I was obsessed with this book from start to finish and could not put this book down. Absolutely five star. Everybody must read this book. I feel like, um, a fake if I say it's my book of the year only because I read, I don't read a lot of new releases. I mean, we read them for the podcast, but we go back on the shelves a lot. And so I think that this was a great book and it's one that I enjoyed up and down, especially because, so you got the label of like YA thriller and we're just coming off of an adult thriller that was more of like a one note popcorn book which is the silent patient and this goes i mean this is just far and away so much better the characters are so much richer the story is so much richer and i feel like when i say like breaking bad vibes and like you know you there's like a an implied grittiness to it but there's there's a lot of softness in this book and it comes from how much you like the characters like i Sometimes when I hear about like thriller or mystery, I don't really want something where I'm going to be like grossed out or freaked out or scared or just like unsettled. You know, some people love that. And I don't think either of us really do. And you don't get that in that in this book. You get intrigued. You get worried on her behalf. But even like at the most sensitive moments, it's not like, you know, there's not like a ton of shock value. Yes, for sure. I was reading a bookstagram review, and it was also about, like, um, things I was super interested in. And the second they started talking about, like, the gore level was up there, I was like, oh, yeah, not a book for me. Mm -hmm. So that kind of thing would, like, steer me away. But you're right. This one was, it was also about as clean as you could get, too. I was kind of like, this is a good refreshing (laughs) change of pace. Yeah. Like, so often authors... Like, we'll definitely, you know, throw in so much that's completely unnecessary and definitely, like, against what I feel like. I'm like, oh, I don't know about that. But this one was, like, it wasn't totally clean, uh, but, but it was a believable where I'm like, okay, like, this makes sense to me. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Alrighty. So, oh, should you, should you read it? Should you listen to it? We both 
listened to it and I remember telling you that I thought that the audio quality was a little weird. I don't know if I was just so into it that it just stopped bothering me or what, but I really enjoyed the audiobook and I thought the narrator did a great job. I totally agree. I, in my personal opinion, I would have been happy to have had this book in hand though, so I could have mm-hmm. raced through <laughs> because yeah. I I think the audiobook it was pretty nuts. It was like 14 or 16 hours, right? Like it was Yeah. I I'm not kidding you. Halfway through, the plot just expanded like so much. And I just was like, oh my gosh, like I want to finish this book today. And it took me like a couple days because, was, yeah. you know, so the nature of the beast. I, I feel like I'm kind of in a, in a mode because I'm reading a lot of like long fantasy books where I'm not reading a lot of page turners. Like it had been a while since I read a real like page turner book and I would say this is definitely that. And I agree with you that, and it has a beautiful cover. It would look great on your shelf. I think it would be a great gift for like a, you know, 16, 17, 18 year old girl in your life or boy. Um, Yeah. So read it or listen to it. However you can get your hands on it. And with that, let's go to spoilers calls. Honey, if there is not so much to talk about, <laughs> I, oh, even, even just the two of us were going over my notes. I started taking notes halfway through and there are characters that I'm still like, who was this character? Like there's know. so much going on in the best way. Right. So Donna's herself, we want to start there with Donna's yes. Fontaine. Yes. Let's do okay. it. So Donna's is like made of steel somehow she is a very strong girl and I was super impressed by that the one thing okay this is like my one qualm with the entire book and I'm just gonna put it at the top I kept waiting for the big break I kept waiting for her to fall apart at some point like she goes through so much in this book and there are moments where she is you know sad or crying or whatever but she never has like a full scale like meltdown type thing. And I don't know if that was the right choice for the author to make. I don't need her to have like a mental breakdown. But I would have liked one solid scene of her just being like, what is going on in my life? Like, I can't handle this. I need help. Like her kind of confiding in somebody. You know what I mean? You are definitely right. Um, I guess because of the tone of the book where she was sad a lot throughout it. Like, so kind of one of the big premises of the books, like bad things happen in three. So her uncle that was basically like a pseudo father after her father passed away dies Mm -hmm. like tragically. Like he's, um, I'm trying to remember, was he, he had a, uh, an addiction problem and like it came back or something dramatic like that. And then her best friend, dies mm-hmm. um in another traumatic way and what else what was the third big thing there was a um, lot was I that mean, her grandma well and then she gets sexually assaulted <gasps> that's right and yeah. her grandma dies and she finds out that the person she loves isn't who she thinks he is like there's like a you're right actually right now that i'm talking about it she should have been in she she needed a couple <laughs> days in like a mental health hospital yeah i mean like, even even after um her friend is killed in front of her like she has some ptsd like she has some 
serious moments there, but you never get the moment where it comes to a head and she really, I just didn't, wasn't buying that she was grieving properly for these things. It made You're me right. It made Donna's, me worried for her. <laughs> one thing that Donna's like her personality was she was such a she was a go getter. Like every single day when it's talking about her, like in her runs, and she um goes and sees her grandma every single day and she's signing up for college classes. And not, she, not just her grandma, she sees everybody's grandma. <laughs> you right. And she's Lily, the girl that we later passes away. She's at her yeah. grandma's house. She's volunteering at the hockey club. She's cheering on her brother, who's like the hockey star and like involved with all his friends and like she is going through like she just juggles a lot like she's just like that kind of yeah. like high energy person and that was super believable to me because I'm like you know what yep I definitely know people that can kind of do it all but you're mm-hmm. right there that there she doesn't really hit a breaking point didn't even really consider that too much there there, there were there a was lot too much of going on to focus on there were a lot of scenes where she was like my nose and my eyes were burning because I was tearing up and I had to like rein it in and then she kind of moves on and so I thought for sure specifically there content warning there is some sexual assault in this book there's some language and then there's obviously um issues with substance abuse uh but i they tread she treads very lightly it's not gonna be like this horrifying thing to read about um but after the sexual assault i thought that's when it would come and there is some catharsis at the end of the book when she um like you know participates in that ceremony and she burns that flower or something whatever that was which was very nice but again i wanted a raw moment from donis and i never never got it i kind of felt like part of it though is she talks a lot and i Mm -hmm. probably my favorite aspect of the whole book was that an indigenous author wrote about an indigenous person and really captured so much of it and explained so much to me and like how like you know she talked about different parts in the book where it was like you know i love my people so much but i want more for them and i feel disappointed in them and so i almost kind of got this like she kind of wrote it in a way it's almost like she expected um things to kind of just like not go quite right Mm -hmm. or like she her expectations were kind of lower like like she didn't want it to be like that but she just kind of had that in her mind where it's like i want the best and i just feel like they're not going to be able to to get there like either they're holding themselves back or um other communities are holding them back like you know she's constantly talking about like the subtle way that they're like oh like you're so smart like those other indigenous kids like they just don't have what you have and, like yeah. you know, it's like the the little digs that are so i don't know i kind of thought that especially can we just can we also talk about her her father i you know she she talks about her dad's dad or her dad gold web <laughs> listen well what got me is how she starts talking about her brother so donna's i believe is i think she's 18 not yeah and her brother just turns 18 and i'm like well, that's kind of a quick turnaround and then she's like well when my my dad impregnated another woman when i was three months old, or when my mom was three months pregnant and i'm like yeah. my gosh what <laughs> Yeah, and then you have that weird scene later in the book where Levi, like her brother, confesses that, oh, and my mom, like, fed him shots until he, and I'm like, 
okay, I understand that she wanted to like somehow exonerate the father, but at the same time, like what kind of freak mother would tell their son that like, you know, son, when I was 17, I, uh, basically roofied your dad so that he would impregnate me with you and I could have him. What? I'm not, I'm not lying to you, Kippen. I know people that would do that. Uh, I, I absolutely know. Not, not people would that tell? would roofie. No, no. Who would no. tell people? Yes. Sorry. You're right. Uh, I but what I mean is people who would tell things to their children that cross a, a boundary. That yeah. that very clearly. I do not know anybody that would. No. <laughs> but in mouth. <laughs> I mean, that's but, not the only but, boundary but that she <laughs> is. Yeah, it's not the only boundary she's like tap dancing over. So I Should guess we... you're right. Obviously, a toxic woman. Okay, I guess let's talk real quick through the characters then. So yeah, so then we've got her mom. Uh, what is Donna's mom's name? I don't. Not know. important. Annoying. Not important. Yeah, I, she. Her, her mother really disappointed me. Like yeah, basically... this woman. This woman sounds like emotionally crippled. In yeah, the freaking worst way. When she's she definitely has, stunted from like her, oh my gosh. her six her sixteen year old lover. Like what? when there is there is a scene <laughs> in the book when Donis is like in her room and I think it's late at night and her mom is like cleaning the house and talking to herself like oh my why, gosh why did this happen to me he 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 loved me like talking to herself out loud and sobbing about her love lost that was the creepiest i'm like donna's is a freaking saint that she just apparently accepts this woman for who she is holy crap she donna's definitely so we're talking about like her being mature and whatnot it's it's it, the, the parent roles they're kind of a little reversed oh yeah you know i mean there she yeah. was doing a lot of the parenting yeah her mom so we, we kind of it kind of talks just a little real briefly her mom i think they're french they come from money mm-hmm. she it was like a total surprise and a, a very unwelcome surprise when she finds out she's pregnant at like 16 um from this like hockey star but like he's uh he's native he's got like no mm-hmm. money or anything and so it's like oh great and so they like ship her off and like you know she has a baby uh what was the point of that by the way it's just to separate them because i was kind of like Ugh. well as far as he, <laughs> he knew back. he didn't even know that she was pregnant because by the time she gets back he married the other girl because yeah, she but, was pregnant and so yeah, I think why they're just as like parents. Would yeah. you send your kid off if they're just going to come back and come back with the baby? You know what I mean? Right. Like right. if usually I thought people shipped them off and they'd be like, okay, put your kid up for adoption. But the baby's coming home, so I was kind of like, mm. I don't know. I think it was just to probably break them up. But at that point, they were it already was. broken up. I don't know. It was messed up. And the the other thing is, she made it very clear that she so Donis wants to be a doctor. And gets into like a really good school, like her dream school, and then her mom like hints around yeah. like that she shouldn't go. And then when she does decide to defer, she's like, "Oh, thank goodness!" And it's like, "Excuse me, Wrong. ma'am, what?" Her, I mean, I guess in her mom's defense, at this point, I mean, that's terrible. Yeah. Her, at this point, she only has her mother, who has just had a stroke and is in like the hospital, like yeah, cannot like a vegetative leave. Vegetative state, right. almost. 
and her brother who has recently died of was it a drug overdose i think it was drug overdose but they called it a suicide but yes it it was but because of because he had yeah so anyways so like i guess she did not have anyone so like i get where the guilt trip is coming from but you're right it's like this is your child and like she worked super hard donna's was such a hard freaking worker yeah loved her just but anyway. could never i i just could never imagine doing that to my child and i don't know well, you're, like, you're also <laughs> you also hopefully wouldn't like pine away and never be able to move on seriously i mean good gracious this yeah. this has been almost 20 years this was um, not like it was two years no no crazy it was crazy and the man died like a long yes. time ago. Right. That's a good point. He I think she was like was seven. seven. Yeah. Yes. Um, really quick, let's touch on the Grand Mary character who is Jonas's maternal grandmother. And I only want to bring her up because I loved the dynamic that this character exp- like brought into the book of you get this a lot in the South. I know you have dealt with it and I have <laughs> dealt with it. When there are people in your life that you love so much and you really do respect, but they just fundamentally have different um, ways of viewing the world. And it might be because, well, not because, but maybe they were just born in a different time and whatever, like they have prejudice and they have ways of saying things like I think, you know, above and beyond her grandparents being racist against um, Native Americans I think there was also some like like fat shaming going on about you know Donna's figure and her lashism yeah her height right so like you know the wealth and all this stuff and I I really liked that that book kind of or this book kind of confronted it because it is something that I think a lot of people have to deal with and then deciding how to fit those people in your life and if you should fit those people in your life. And Donna's obviously loves her grandmother a lot, but she sees the warts. That I was really like this grandma, I had a really, really hard time with her because mm-hmm. she, I mean, she was literally directly talking about her granddaughter. Yeah. It's terrible to feel this way about anyone at all. But to verbally say it to your grandchild, I just was like, again, with like the boundaries where I'm like, would you not learn to have respect and compassion and change your ways? After all that time. And and seeing how, you know, and we'll get to Aunt Teddy, but like seeing how his family did so, did so good by Donna's like they embraced her they were a good influence they were very um like they were very active in their communities these were not like trashy people these aren't the druggies that are all done that she talks about like she had like a strong family that truly loved her yeah and so grand marie or grandma whatever her stupid name was i was definitely like (laughs) hating on old granny like goodbye (laughs) stay in hospice with your red lipstick on yeah i'm not saying that i liked grand mary but i just liked that the book went there because it's just like it's something that you 
almost everybody i'm sure has had a talk had to have a talk or had to Rah. ignore or had to decide how they were going to handle their racist grandma honestly Rah. and it's hard it can be really hard and I, yeah again it brings to my it's like donis is so good but then again you're like honey why were why are you dealing like why are you hand-holding so much with these people (laughs) definitely it's so young and and you know what that aspect of her personality made it made me so happy of her decision in the end of what to do romantically i was like praise the lord you have seen (laughs) the light let's jump into so that's but those are her french aka white side of the family let's go over to the other side i was just there were so many of them that i loved and i really loved how they meshed the two where it's like she so whenever we talked about it we talked a lot about like her identity but that really wasn't even her identity. She knew she was Native. She loved that part of her. She, I loved how it talked about many different cultural references where, like, her different, mm-hmm. the praying and, like, all the different things that she did every single day and brought that into her life. Yeah. So it talked a little bit about how she wasn't um, enrolled in the tribe because her father wasn't on her birth certificate. So that was, like, a big holdup. Yeah. But she still, like, totally embraced her culture and loved it and i was like thank goodness it's not like a huge identity crisis they she did such a good job like sprinkling in like the traditional medicine and the ceremonies and the rituals and all that stuff in a way that felt very organic and it just made you kind of understand like the drumbeat of this society and how it worked like even her going to the senior center or whatever it was you know a few times a week and like just the exoneration of elders and like the different respect level for older people in that community like it just shone through you know it was like second nature to donna's to do these things and i loved her native family too aunt teddy was like a great she was a really good character because she really was like a tough cookie and not the easiest person probably to to be around but like was so strong that like i don't know i loved her for it i i i was annoyed on donna's behalf when she would like get on her like oh you haven't come over to see the girls in like two weeks and i'm like get off her jock like she (laughs) she's allowed to go on dates and like be young and do stuff that she wants but at the same time like her intentions are pure and she wasn't doing that to be manipulative you know she was actually worried about her yes i definitely wrote that down too because i was like okay teddy you're you're (laughs) again overstepping some dang boundaries Mm -hmm. if the woman doesn't respond to your text there was one point where she like flies over to her house and i'm like good gracious like oh they like stage an intervention right yes yes after this this is after she's dating jamie i think yeah and it was like you can't just only date him and not see us and i was like listen Mm -hmm. have you never been uh, 18 19 years old and like crazy in love with somebody because you literally dump everybody in your life and like focus on this person for the first couple months it's just the way that it goes but yeah teddy i loved how um you know, it talks about like how she's a nurse and like all oh, she's a mother. It was mm-hmm. literally like, 
Yes, girl. What is the ceremony where it's like whenever, when, um, what do you call it? When they couldn't really get people, um, I guess legally, like, you know, to suffer for their, <laughs> their sins, if you will. Where oh they my gosh. Pick, pick the blanket, blanket party. Yes. So all the women in the community, like, pick a man up and roll him in a blanket and, like, beat him. And, and I was like, honey, it, yes, I, I want to read more about this. <laughs> it really, okay, that combined with the, how the book ends when everything comes out and, like, people are being prosecuted for their crimes, it really made me interested in what the heck, like, how the tribal courts work because there's they sound like busted up they According do to this book, I, was I like, mean what I'm like wow so this is a pretty regular occurrence and people just like look the other way i guess i'm mean, not You're that right. like it's it's like okay yeah these men are probably horrible but like you also just rolled somebody up in a blanket and beat the crap out of them so it's very interesting and like maybe that's why i guess because the court systems are just not doing their job at all well i just felt like there must have been a ton of legal loopholes that somehow yeah. that they're just yeah. able to like get out at, for like just small technicalities so like, yeah i think about how like the normal system works where you can like be in litigation for years you know and, and like it's so probably it's probably so underfunded that it just i don't know stuff just slips through the cracks i guess all right i'm trying to think and then uh, i guess let's talk about Levi. Oh, yeah, I I love Levi right from the beginning because when I was so Levi is the younger brother. They're like less than a year apart. And when I was reading this, I was like, you know what? I always wanted a brother like this. Like they had a great relationship. They're super close. Me and my brothers are five and eight years apart. So like we never like <laughs> I was like I I literally remember like cuddling my brother and like rocking him to sleep and. Where I really was like, oh, like, I wish I would have had, like, this kind of relationship where they were just super close. They, I loved how they, they had the same hobbies. Me and my siblings do not have, like, a single <laughs> hobby, like, that we share. I know all yours, y'all all, like, do book clubs and stuff. My siblings hate reading. They hate decorating. They hate being inside the house. Like, they don't really even like TV. I'm like, oh, my gosh. Like, we who see are you people? Black sheep. Exactly. <laughs> Imagine me trying to like watch a musical and literally my siblings are literally <laughs> off in the dadgum deer stand and texting me pictures of like a bloody animal. And I'm like, oh, can't relate. No. <laughs> Levi, Levi, I did like. Um, I was a little sus on him from the beginning. I I did not think that this was a book where I, you know, I did not see any of the twists coming. I pretty much clocked it. However, I was okay with that. Um, so I couldn't fully fall in love with Levi because I thought he was kind of full of crap. However, I, I do understand why they were so like tight knit. Like I, I bought that and I don't know. I, I just imagined him as like a cute little 18 year old dum-dum. <laughs> I I actually love teenagers so you know what I mean like I love being around teenagers and hang out and just being silly and stuff and I could 
I could see that part of his personality. And so I did like him. But yeah, I from the start, I was like, I don't know about you. I see, with all this I, drug trafficking going on. I hit it around halfway. Halfway, I was like, something suspicious going on here. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, TJ is who I was, we talked very briefly, her ex-boyfriend. I cannot freaking stand, and every dang book does this when they're like, they do me wrong. And then the freaking book takes 75% of the book before they tell you what it is they did wrong. I'm like, I, (laughs) from a literary perspective, I guess I get it. But at the same time, I'm like, just tell me now. I I don't like being held in suspense. I just want to know. And really, Um, it wasn't even all that bad that what he had done. Where I was like, that was a teenage thing where it was like, he he broke up with me. And and I'm like, okay. Well, also showed Donis kind of misplacing every drop of rage in her life that she's probably feeling like oh my dad wasn't there for me my mom I have to take care of my mom in a way like all this rage she really funnels it into hating him like there's a point where he says hello to her or something and she is like (laughs) ready to take off her earrings and fight and I was like whoa this seems so out of character like she had a really really hot temper she stayed yelling guy lies (laughs) (laughs) oh but you know he has his he has a good redemption arc so and then the ultimate annoying thing but again i believe it of like you know some 17 and 18 year old in love they called each other by their middle names (laughs) (laughs) what was her middle name i don't even remember I do not recall at all, but re- that, wait, and hold the on. The gall, the gall to do it even after they had broken up. Like, wasn't it something stupid that meant like daughter? It was like a stupid. <sighs> hold yeah. on, I'm gonna look this up. Keep going, keep going. I'm sorry. I was just like, come on, ew. And she thought it was totally like he was the only person that called me that. Well, duh, because it's not your name. <laughs> 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 like, if, so- if Jared. Oh. If Jared just started calling me Marie, I would be like, <laughs> what's wrong with Kippen, friend? Like, what's going on here? Imagine Michelle. There's a lot. No. I mean, there's a Too lot much. of power in names. And when people give you a nickname or, like, actively try and, like, change your name in a way, it can be yeah. very, it can be very endearing. It can also be, like, weird and, like, creepy almost that from like a teenage it's just so cringe it's so it's perfect but yeah it's exactly what it's like i don't ever want to hear that again terrible (laughs) (laughs) bury the idea um okay uh and then i think probably the last person's lily don't you think we gotta talk about jamie (laughs) oh my okay okay all right talk about lily real quick so lily the best friend um lily has a tragic demise and i have to say you know you know i lost one of my best friends Mm -hmm. from high school and this it really just it just i kept thinking about my friend whenever she was going through like kind of the grief and things where it's just like you just would especially right at first you would just think like oh like i need to shoot a text and then it's just like Mm -hmm. and it was very 
realistic to me like some of the ways that she like captured that of just like you totally just don't remember and like you still want to like ingratiate that person in your life like I'm still every a lot of times not every time but a lot of times when I go back home I'll go over to my friend's parents house and they'll pull out like the pictures and like you know we'll just be talking and so whenever she's going over to Lily's granny's house and like also, when she gave her the car, I was like, okay, that's a bit much. But I yeah. went to, <laughs> when I went to my friend's house, they were like, oh my gosh, like they gave me like the the dress that my friend wore whenever we got mm-hmm. married, you know, Aww. like little sweet stuff. I'm like, oh, so it was yeah. very, very tender and sweet. Anyways, yeah. I don't know. I, I, it, no, it's a, it's a different feeling. I lo- I've lost a couple of friends like at very young ages, I think the first young person that I knew to die I think I was like 10 when my friend passed away and it's just like a I don't know it's a different kind of grief than when a really old person dies or a really really sick person even that or is just somebody older. that's not in your or somebody that you don't communicate with every day that right. kind of like mm-hmm. like even like her dad like I, she loved her dad but she never lived with him like ever and so like you know and he also worked on the road so very different from the grief is very different I also liked that I thought it was very believable that Lily was kind of like had a little bit more like wild child vibes she was definitely more of a res girl even if she she also was not a member of the tribe because of her blood or whatever however they do that but I I believed where she was coming from and I'm like, okay, I get why you like this girl, but I also see how she's different from you. And it's like, it's such a high school thing too, to like be so close with people that are on very different tracks than you, mm-hmm. you know? And like, who knows if they would have been BFF forever, but it doesn't really matter because when you're in high school, it's just like a whole different thing. Um, and I believed her with the boyfriend, like how it all went down. It actually, it made that? a lot of sense to me, but there was this one, I I liked that she kept remembering details of the night throughout the book, that it was like coming back to her. That was, I thought that was interesting. And it makes a lot of sense that she was like blocking stuff out. Um, There's this whole line of like, so when Lily is murdered, and her by her boy her ex-boyfriend who is like drug addled right he keeps talking about the little people so like by the end of the book they they do figure out that it like really was like the mushrooms with the meth or whatever but uh, there's one aspect of the book that i didn't super understand and it's when donis finds her uncle's old journal and it has stuff about the case in it because he was like, you know, an undercover person or whatever, informant. And she rips the stuff out because she's like, this is not for the police's eyes. And it wasn't like, it wasn't incriminating to really anyone. So I don't super understand why she did that. And also, I got the idea that like, for whatever reason she really did think that like little the little people were like taunting do you know what i mean yeah she it was like they again with the ideas of the um the natives where she she brought that in and like and believed it and you know where we non-native people would probably just be like okay it's more of like a superstition or whatever yeah 
I agree. I also thought that was a bizarre point where I was like, eh, I don't really know what's going on here. Right. <laughs> so I just went with it. At this point, I was too invested. I'm like, whatever. Let's. Well, let's especially because at the very end, they like prove that there is some kind of like mushroom component. So I was like, why not just keep it a mystery? Though. Yeah. Like, why not just be like, no, it was just meth. And like, maybe there were little people or whatever. I think that kind of mystical element would have been maybe a little I, more interesting. Yeah. But. I guess they tried, she, you know, and, and throughout the story she did the whole time, she brought in so many mm-hmm. different elements of the community and I guess just wanted to kind of, you know, carry on with that one, although you're right, it was unnecessary. Right. Okay. Okay. Let's get Last to our boy. character. Let's get to our boy. <laughs> I got to start this by saying, Jamie is the first male character and whenever it was describing him, all I could think about was my father. <laughs> No. And not, I mean, my daddy. It, so like Jamie is like tall, and like, like my daddy's six three. Um, he's like thin. My father, whenever he graduated, was like one hundred and fifty pounds, like something crazy, and like six three. Um, my daddy has jet black hair and has dark brown skin because of his ancestry. So I was just like, oh my gosh, like it was, it was far too close for comfort. But <laughs> does Jamie have long hair or short hair? Um, I thought he kind of kind of like in the middle. My daddy had like okay. a like it was the eighty. I'm thinking so... of his mullet. Yes, yes, that's what I'm saying. Listen, I'm not kidding. I it was literally Jake Mazel for me. It was all oh. I could think about. So uh, I am so sorry because that is not what. Comes. Okay, when they were describing his body, because she describes his body quite a few times, it's like sinewy and muscly. There was this guy that we went to high school with. He was like a year older than me and my friends. And we just called him the golden one because he was on, he was like the tracks. He's a runner. He's a track star. Um, (laughs) (laughs) He was like the all American little track star in our school. And he was probably six, two. And he would run around in these tiny little shorts while we were in PE and we would all just watch him go. And he was like super ripped, but like very skinny. I don't know. He was very handsome. Not exactly my type, but he was golden and beautiful man running around (laughs) tiny shorts. And and that's what you were imagined. That's what I was meant. I mean, (laughs) a native version of that. What I really was wondering about was his scar. She, you know, I, that he has this like straight up scar on his face that looks very fresh and that her aunt like is like, yeah, that was man-made. That is not like an accident scar. Someone like cut him. Um, the thing about Jamie. Our big and mystery I, man. And I have this beef. Across, I need to make some kind of, I don't know, manifesto or something. Have you ever been on a date where someone says your name every time they address you? Do you know I want one, it's one of my biggest pet peeves. It is honestly <laughs> like one of my biggest pet peeves. Because okay, Graham does that to annoy you when he's like <laughs> lazy. <laughs> so everyone responds, and this is why it's like such a trope throughout like romance. Like People like hearing their name, um, but you when you're comfortable with someone, you don't say it all that often unless it's like for real emphasis. And definitely every time this man was talking to Donis, it was like, 
wow, Donis, that's really insightful. I'm like, who is this? Like he was like kissing her butt in a big way. He was definitely too polished right away to be Mm -hmm. the senior in high school that he was supposed to be. Yeah. He was too much. He was too sexy, um, too, too fit, too well-mannered, too mysterious. I, I was really like, I don't know. I, I didn't peg him, so we find out that he is a um an like, undercover officer. I was yeah. kind of like, okay. I, I that was the okay. one little twist that I didn't see coming, but also you find that out very really quickly in the book. And I was like, yeah, there's something sus about him. And right. why is he so but again, YA, we've talked about this before. YA loves a gentleman. <laughs> they love <laughs> I was that's all. All I could think about was your gentleman vampire story. I'm like, oh, they love the gentleman Johnson. vampire. So I'm like, is this the gentleman skinwalker? I don't know if you've ever I had to read up the only other like straight up kind of native story I've ever read. I read a book in high school called Skinwalkers and it was about like creepy. I don't know. I had to read it for school. But anyway, gentleman skinwalker. No gentleman cop. Yes. Well, I was just with Jamie the whole time. What is it with me where I am so addicted to a romance where I was like, I know you can't really work it out, but I want y'all to work it out. Where I was literally like, yes, get with Jamie. Then I'm like, she can't get with Jamie. He's an old man. But no, she can. The main thing with Jamie I kept thinking too is I'm like, how is, can you imagine being like 22 and hanging out with a bunch of 17 and 18 year olds all day at high school? Especially the the boys. Oh high my gosh. school? I just it, was like. Him and Donna's, I mean, Donna's is 19 and probably almost 20. So they really were not that far apart. I, And Donna's is very mature and very like accomplished. So no wonder he is right. attract, like truly attracted to her also loves this woman. but oh my gosh if i had to slum it on the flipping high school hockey team <laughs> kill me Far hey fellow teens what's that like me <laughs> <laughs> i was like what's that the kiss say on the old uh tickety talk <laughs> i'd be like the josie grossy of the school <laughs> oh far too much but um, yes, yeah. so Jamie's mysterious. Um, I I want to talk so much about Jamie and her relationship and like how they just like balanced this back and forth of like I like you, but I know I can't be with you. Like because at the, uh, halfway through they end up having like a working relationship where they're like, okay, we're gonna join sides mm-hmm. and we're gonna like help the community out, and like the back and forth that was like. Well, we're not going to be together. Well, we'll be together, but it's it's a friends with benefits. Well, we can't be together. Well, I need like hold my hand. I'm like, oh, it was far too much. It was very like classically again teenage romance and very believable. I I don't know for some reason the romance part of it nothing sticks out to me as like oh this was like incredibly touching or sexy and then nothing sticks out to me as like this was like a bit too much not a fan so i mean it definitely the thing i told you about earlier yeah it was too much (laughs) where he says they can't be together and they decide to hook up one time Mm -hmm. and in the act he says he loves her and i was like sir right this you won't even tell her he will not even tell her his real name 
I know. So I'm like, how dare you share this in the middle? Like, what? Seriously. And then his little partner. I don't know. I th- I feel like the partner would have been like, okay, you're off the case, bud. Like, this is a he, little too much. You think the man should have been off the case from the get-go? He literally mm-hmm. loved her within five minutes of meeting her. Seriously. But, I mean, again, it makes for a good story, so I'm happy to be here. But It definitely, <laughs> I will say, the whole thing added to the story. It wasn't like the yeah, romance of the century, but it was great. I liked that. and It was there was that was just one of many elements that was going on yeah they're trying to uncover the drugs she's dealing with her personal like many traumas um her relationship with her brother kind of like goes a little haywire we find out that levi is the one who is like the mule for the freaking drugs right his friend mike who is the biggest scumbag in the history of the biggest scumbags i literally wrote f you mike in like my notes because i'm like i hate this man when he like aggressively kisses her in the bedroom or whatever when she's just kind of trying to snoop it instantly triggered me of like every dumb gross teenage boy this was really weird to me. Oh my gosh. There was an element that she just kind of played off. So in the story, like Lily is killed. And then there's like two other girls that end up dying of meth overdoses that you wouldn't have assumed would be into that. And one of them is Donna's former teammate, who's maybe even a year older than she was. Mm-hmm. But they mention that when this gal was like 17 18 years old 17 she took mike to homecoming or something or whatever their big party is called and he was in the eighth grade and then later (laughs) they like implied that they had had a relationship or something i'm like that is Ew, that's nasty. You mean a 14-year-old and an 18-year-old's oh. weird? Like, oh. Please. Please. <laughs> I was like, what like, is this? We are all about a consensual age gap once you are at the age of consent. Uh, yeah. Up until yeah. then, please. Don't want to hear it. That was um, a little strange. <laughs> totally forgot what that was. Too much going on for me to stay focused on that. <laughs> but Mike, the reason we hate Mike so much is Mike... Is actually was like the brains behind poor little like, like Levi. Mm-hmm. What like the one of the main parts that I kept thinking in the story is like Levi's like a main character kind of vibe. Like he he like literally like he, in his community. Yeah, he's like when he stands up and he's, he's the given golden boy. Yes, and he's given the speech at um at like his like because he's the captain of the of the hockey team which by the way i know nothing about hockey and i really enjoyed all the (laughs) hockey stuff like believe it or not i was like okay yes ma'am but um you know he's giving this speech and and he's like everyone just looks to him and it was like how great he was and then all this other stuff is going on in between it was just i was going somewhere with this and i kind of lost my train of thought but well, I'll tell you when I kind of was tipped off to knowing that the the hockey team itself was like the root cause and it was the coach. I always I actually was surprised that the coach it took so long for the coach to be revealed as part of it. Mm-hmm. Because the the number one thing is when she mentions that a Levi drives a Hummer. <laughs> right? <laughs> Well, you should also say that every it says everybody else on the res for the most part 
is in extreme poverty to yes. the point that they all oh. are surviving off of their kids um like income checks they get like yeah. that it's like an ex- extreme poverty not like mm-hmm. you know like a little perhaps what yeah. i think of as our childhoods but like a, right. <laughs> even <laughs> they don't level. just live in the trailers yeah um yeah so that was a big one but then also the coach had a really nice car and then she mentioned like oh yeah he got it like through gambling he won it and then she goes over to a party at his house and she's like wow and it was pretty he's redoing the holes. yeah he's like wow beautiful new kitchen with all new appliances that are just like grand mary's cool and he's a high school right coach like so you're making forty five thousand dollars at the Seriously. most. Like, I'm like, oh, found the mule. Ding <laughs> ding ding. So yeah, that's when I was like, okay. So basically he's probably the kingpin and all these people are his little underlings, but that wasn't totally the case. He was just, you know, a part of it. Um, one of the one of the big themes Adonis says that and I wrote it down at some point is uh, and I wish I could find the exact quote, but she says, you know, like I keep mixing up the good guys from the bad guys because yeah. there's like so much um gray area going on that she she can't see like the black and the white, where it's like she loves um Levi so much and she's really, really crazy about Jamie and she just kind of like like and all these people in her community it's like the love she has for them sometimes like blinds her to the reality of the situation where it's like you can still love this person and they can still be like destroying your community without you know it being a a flashing sign in your eyes and you know what really like just put the nail in the coffin for me with uh her brother is when she's in his room like snooping around and she finds her dad's scarf that oh she had been asking about for years and he didn't really care about and then later he like confesses like yeah i really didn't know where it was but then when you asked for it i found it i just didn't want to give it to you and it was just like so petty oh my gosh it really really hurt me for her because it's like that's gonna be her only sibling it's her only Mm -hmm. real other than her aunt her only link to her dad like they're so close and she really like she didn't know a huge part of this man's life a huge yeah. part and it's like and it, and it says a lot of like about him negatively and mm-hmm. yeah it was very sad um, it's like levi's so stupid like he really thought that maybe she'd be interested in oh, cooking meth for them the, the partnership plan yes oh, sir get out of and you know what? what you when thinking? he brought up that business idea, I knew exactly what he was talking about. I'm like, ew, Levi, you're so stupid. See, Levi punched that guy for talking about her. And that was the, those are the things that I was clinging to where I'm like, yeah. but he defends his sister. It's like, yeah, he also made TJ, aka her boyfriend, break up with her whenever yeah. he found out they were sleeping together because he's was controlling, which I was also like, hold on, mm-hmm. throughout the whole book. It talks about how he plays these women left and right. And I was like, right. son, the misogyny. Get it out of here. Like father, <laughs> like son, it. I guess. Um, you know, he brought up like when he punched that guy. So his like outbursts around his sister were actually like a big red flag for me. I was like, that's not like it. Like what? Right. You're supposed to be all like jokey and the captain of the team and everyone's favorite. And then you like lose your crap. I mean, I guess... 
it must run in the family because him and Donna's have like you know trigger hair trigger tempers but I was like mm, I don't know about him this. and Donna's or him and Teddy oh him and Donna's I should say um, him and Donna's or him well, and Don- Teddy what do you mean Donna's was like the most easy going I felt like no Donna's had like a crazy temper because like she especially around like TJ she blew up at him several times and then she also was like now fairly Jamie was being kind of a dummy but she like has some very petty moments with Jamie as well so I felt like she was a big time like okay she's sexually assaulted right and then she comes down and her whole countenance is different and she even has that moment where she's like I mean, you finally get a peek inside of what's going on in her brain because Jamie asks her if everything's okay, like obviously notices something's different. And she's telling herself in her mind, oh, if I tell him this, he's going to blame me. think I'm so stupid. think I'm a whore. think I'm the dumbest person alive. And so instead she like completely ices him out and it's really rude and terrible to him. But it's also the kind of thing where you're like, I okay, guess the, you were just sexually assaulted. So yeah, I, whatever the, the, you need to do right now. The toxicity in the romantic relationships, I guess, is not as big of a deal to me because I'm like, okay, you're 18. You're not very yeah. smart. Where it's like the family, rela- I don't know. I don't know. Those just hit different for me. <laughs> like you've known this part person your whole life and you should be able to yeah, I don't know, deal with things better. But That's true. But, well, and he, he does nothing when he finds out that Mike like came on to her. Listen. So it's like, okay, who are you? Like, what Listen. kind of man are you? He goes out of his way to, he literally like breaks this guy's nose for saying that, that she has like a big butt, I think was like his comment. Like, at the end of the day, not like that, you know, <laughs> compared to find out that Mike's father, who was so slimy and disgusting. And I truly, Seriously. when I say, when I, I think I actually broke down <laughs> whenever I was listening to that part because I'm like, it's just something that's like these, these like, terrible people in like authority positions that go and like take advantage of like these poor like younger naive people hurts me to my core i (laughs) yes i hated that like i i kept wondering if she really had to like put that even in the book i was like did the story really need that part I don't know. Yeah. I, mean, I it wish was, it would have. I wish it would have uh, not. Like it didn't have to have that in there for it to have the impact. Because yeah. we already, it already had lined up everything where she went through tons of trauma. Mm-hmm. It, we already knew that Mike and his father were like disgusting. Like he didn't have to go that far for it to prove it to me. Because shortly mm-hmm. afterwards, they're in the dang woods and they've tied him up inside a trailer and left him, um, you know, and like are threatening them. And this is after. Levi's, I despise him at this part of the book. After Levi literally sets her up and like has, remember like she finds the scarf and she finds out like it was like her name or something or other. Where it was like, like she's gonna be like the fall guy for yeah, the they things the that he did. In her, in yeah. Her room. Um. Yeah. Anyways, anyways, so the whole crew, the worst. Also, this is a, such a small character in such a small moment, but Stormy was one of the guys in there. I think he actually is the one that ends up breaking um, yes. Jamie out. There was this part in the story that really also, one of the things I loved, it, ta- it talked a lot about the community. It talked about her and like the elders and like the relationship. And it talked about how, I think one of the um, tribal rituals that they had to be out in the woods, and it talked about how Stormy, hold on, <laughs> the dear, how Stormy, 
Stormy's like like the brokest kid out there. But like he said, like his parents like loved him so much, and how he's out there by himself in the middle of the woods, and his daddy stays up all night beating the drums mm. and singing, so he knows he's there and supporting him. Oh my gosh, <laughs> I was literally like, if can I be this for my children? Ooh. I'm literally walking a tear away, but dang, that was so sweet to me. I'm like, there was a couple oh. instances in this book around like just like the deep sense of community and like the the native pride that really like I was like pushing the stroller around my neighborhood, just like weeping. <laughs> and I told you, like for me, the big moment was when she was trying to escape at the very end, and she kind of like signals somehow. Um, to all the these old people who she spent so much time with and like invested so much of her life in and like really like they were her friends and they save her like you know one of the ladies like parks her car in front of the car and then the other one like almost gets run over <laughs> by Levi and I'm like no but and like at some point <laughs> She she almost gets run over, but then she knows she's fine because she lets out like a lily. <laughs> yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm just like, yes. Listen, it must have been impactful to me because I just found I wrote the freaking quote down. She said, oh, she said, I love my elders. I thought I had no resources on the ferry except for one lone elder, but one led to another and another a resource in my time or a resource I never anticipated during my time of need our elders are our greatest resource it was so good I just got like chills even now like thinking about that I really I loved how that came full circle of like her investing like truly loving them and then them loving her right back and like giving her so much um yeah I mean I don't know okay this book is Kim, hold on. We got to talk about the very, the very, very tail end. Yeah. The very tail end. So was she is like, is she shot? She somehow almost dies. And I was literally like, if this woman dies after all she has endured, but she doesn't. It turns out she just needed like major surgery. I think it was when she was in the car. So she basically causes a car accident to try and escape her captors. And when she does that, she like, suffers some internal bleeding and stuff and that but she's like riding high on adrenaline Adrenaline. and is able to like get through it and so when she finally gets back and you know jamie's released and all these things she just collapses and then she like wakes up in the hospital or whatever i mean and i thought is it wrong um well i don't know the little guy that goes in there and it's like yeah jamie (laughs) jamie's not cut out for this job (laughs) you think If his name's not Ron, then it should be. Well, something. <laughs> something like that. Ja- okay. I'm, listen, I wrote in my notes. I didn't even remember this. It took Jamie 12 days to see her. Yeah. I, do I, The way that I want to hold this man down and slap him for waiting 12 freaking days. Like, Jamie's a real weirdo. Me. Like, I mean, I again, don't get him. It you, don't get to, you don't get to know him because he's so closed but he obviously has some serious issues. I think all you really know is that he is Cherokee. Yeah, he was he adopted. Was adopted by a white family, most likely. And he doesn't know a lot about himself. And he's a rookie. And he's had some fumbles in his undercover cases before. Um, I it's don't know. Just, he, he, it, they tried to tie in, like, 
some reality with like his feelings towards her and like a couple like mm-hmm. bits and pieces but because he literally could not and would not share anything it was very much like a head scratch and like who is this man like you just don't know enough about him to all I can say is it actually was refreshing to me that we finally had a character that was like flawed enough even though you still rooted for them and you liked him and you liked you like I bought their chemistry everything I was still happy to see that she kind of stepped away from that relationship in the end where 99.9% of the time I am the one like rooting for the toxic relationship to continue like normal people I'm like no but they for sure like they he moved to New York too like Connell moved to New York too you know what I mean like definitely where no look no nobody's more than me but I you know what I agree I wrote down in my notes I put I love this in and between them mm-hmm. um I believe she dreamed where like they had a son together yeah but it was like and then like when she gets that little postcard and it's just kind of like like a someday like mm-hmm. if and I was like you know what this man took himself out of the equation to heal and deal with himself so she can go off and go to college and so she can come back yeah. and support her community and be who she needs to be while he deals with his own crap and then like eventually they can come back that is what I want to see in a character. I want totally. to see the, the actual development of like, not just like, okay, well, you know, we slept together one time and we had a traumatic experience um, and I've got a lot of mental issues, but let's just, let's just get together blood, anyways. Blood for the bonded. <laughs> right. Especially like, when like they're 19 and 23, you're like, yeah, you got a lot of life right. to live. Like she's about to go to college for the first time in Hawaii. Like she's going to have like, an amazing, have the yes. life that you always wanted. She's going to have an amazing experience. So yeah, I really enjoyed that. And again, credit to um, the author because that is hard to do. It's hard to have that like little bit of a bittersweet where you're just like, yes, that was the right thing for sure. Of course, couldn't stand that all of the, they all got off with like a single charge or no charges at all. Oh my gosh. You know, I, I, the justice of the world. Where is it? When we're talking about like so many terrible things happened to Donis, I mean, I think I, I just know I know that Angeline Bully is like using her as the archetypal native woman and all of the horrible things that happen to native women and native people and nobody gives a crap. And it just you know Do what you, I mean? Like you know what I, today is, by the way. We're recording this on um it's like the like wear orange day it was like it's a day for indigenous people where it's like they found remember like all those it was like hundreds or like around like 200 bodies of like children that were like taken from their homes anyway Mm -hmm. so like we're recording this on like a very special day where it's Mm -hmm. like you know trying to remember and like let um indigenous people have their culture and like you know yeah. uh, understanding like the the generational trauma that they've suffered through like not being able to you know live their lives in the way they choose right so Anyways. even when i'm saying like she's kind of laying it on thick it's like well maybe the average maybe the average native woman would probably have been sexually assaulted and lost a loved one due to drug related violence and been in a one parent household and all these things, you know, like right. that's I mean, probably not that far from the reality. I don't know. It makes me so sad. Do you know, I, 
I was actually kind of embarrassed. I was talking about, do you remember talking about the bigotry bingo? Um, where it was like how every, you know, it was like, I have a single um, Cherokee princess B- in my ancestry. I think oh you've God. said oh that gosh. before. I don't have a princess. I do have a single. <laughs> Listen, the second I finished this book, I'm not kidding. I immediately got on my. Um, Dive into it? family search. Yes, I did. And I was on my ancestry chart and I was trying to find, I have like way back a, a very far removed grand, like grandmother named Lupine. And I'm like, where's she at? There's a photo floating around of her where somewhere and she looks a little. It looks very scary because it was such an old photo. But, but you know, I was really like, man, like, am I falling into this category? Like a probably 80-something percent European woman. Like, well, <laughs> loving that teeny-weeny sliver. But <laughs> too far removed to, to do anything. But anyways, it, it was enjoyable to me to, to just kind of see how... A, yep. a little glimpse into that yep a little slice of that life for sure it was so good you guys should read it if you have it and if you have let us know what you thought i'm pretty sure that this will be universally loved for sure and i feel like we we honestly didn't hit on so many points so you will listen to it and get so much more out of it it was it was a great book and i um um oh 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 oh, oh, oh my gosh the obamas have a um what do you call it like a film production crew they're supposed to be turning this into either a movie or a show i don't know which one but mm. i cannot freaking wait i'm like yes please. i think this would make a great show yes you could span this for several i mean mm-hmm. you could have well a full season right i think they, they're going to try to draw it out for multiple seasons they're going to ruin it for me but if they can just <laughs> stick true to the book then it would be great totally. all right well had fun talking about it what are we reading next week? Yes, we're going to be picking up Hamnet. 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 I want to call it Hamlet so bad. I know. Um, Hamnet, which is by Maggie O'Farrell. Okay, yeah. I believe. <laughs> if memory serves me correctly. Yeah. And as a refresher, Hamnet is like historical fiction. And it is based on Shakespeare's family. Um, although Shakespeare is kind of like a shadowy figure in the background in that book, but his, he had an 11 year old child who passed away and his name was Hamnet. And then later he wrote the play Hamlet. Yes. So it was going to be a bit somber, but I've read a little bit, read 7% according to Kindle <laughs> and very well written. Yeah. So, yeah. It'll be a good one to talk about. All right. We'll see you. See ya. this has been one page more thanks for listening please leave us a five star review (laughs) (laughs) it sounds good